welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is the Solemnity of the Most Sacred Heart of Jesus. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that we, who glory in the heart of your beloved Son and recall the wonders of his love for us, may be made worthy to receive an overflowing measure of grace from the fount of heavenly gifts. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses said to the people, You are a people consecrated to the Lord your God. It is you that the Lord our God has chosen to be his very own people out of all the peoples on the earth. If the Lord set his heart on you and chose you, it was not because you outnumbered other peoples. You were the least of all peoples. It was for your love of you and to keep the oath he swore to your fathers that the Lord brought you out with his mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know that the Lord your God is God indeed, the faithful God who is true to his covenant and his graciousness for a thousand generations towards those who love him and keep his commandments, but who punishes in their own persons those that hate him. He makes him work out his punishment in person. You are therefore to keep and observe the commandments and statutes and ordinances that I lay down for you today. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord's kindness is everlasting to those who fear him. The Lord's kindness is everlasting to those who fear him. My soul, give thanks to the Lord. All my being, bless his holy name. My soul, give thanks to the Lord and never forget all his blessings. The Lord's kindness is everlasting to those who fear him. 
It is he who forgives all your guilt, who heals every one of your ills, who redeems your life from the grave, who crowns you with love and compassion. The Lord's kindness is everlasting to those who fear him. The Lord does deeds of justice, give judgment for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses and his deeds to Israel's sons. The Lord's kindness is everlasting to those who fear him. The Lord is compassion and love, slow to anger and rich in mercy. He does not treat us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our faults. The Lord's kindness is everlasting to those who fear him. A reading from the first letter of St. John. My dear people, let us love one another since love comes from God, and everyone who loves is begotten by God and knows God. Anyone who fails to love can never have known God, because God is love. God's love for us was revealed when God sent into the world his only son so that we could have life through him. This is the love I mean, not our love for God, but God's love for us when he sent his son to be the sacrifice that takes our sins away. My dear people, since God has loved us so much, we too should love one another. No one has ever seen God. But as long as we love one another, God will live in us, and his love will be complete in us. We can know that we are living in him, and he is living in us. Because he lets us share his spirit, we ourselves saw and we testify that the Father sent his Son as Saviour of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in him, and he in God. We ourselves have known and put our faith in God's love towards ourselves. God is love, and anyone who lives in love lives in God, and God lives in him. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. Take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus exclaimed, I bless you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for hiding these things from the learned and the clever and revealing them to mere children. Yes, Father, for that is what it pleased you to do. Everything has been entrusted to me by my Father. And no one knows the Son except the Father, just as no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labour and are overburdened, and I will give you rest. Shoulder my yoke and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Yes, my yoke is easy, and my burden light. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not going to claim to be an expert on this, but it's interesting to see at the beginning of an infatuation that there's a kind of awkward little dance that a couple need to do to kind of ascertain whether or not what one of them is feeling is what the other is feeling as well. 
so it gives rise to a kind of hyper examination of of other people's cues and gestures and you know did she see me did he look in my direction did he look a second time did she touch his arm and what did she say and how did she say it no 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 like how exactly did she say it then of course you know you've got to examine the friends right like does so and so you know like me but you know not not like like but like 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 and you know can you find out for me in a way that doesn't you know let on to her that i like like her it's all a bit of a <laughs> I don't know, this might be a little bit cruel to say, but it's a bit of a, a, an amusing agony, really. But I guess what stands behind it at the end of the day is uh, a fear of rejection. To put your feelings out there and then, you know, to find out you've been friend-zoned. And so, you know, you know you've, you've, got to, you've got to find out a little bit more. You've got to go in with all of the info. You've got to find out all of the background that you can. Rejection's a risk, but, you know, you've got to minimise that risk as much as possible. It's hard to come out and just blurt out your feelings and be vulnerable. What if they didn't love you back? Well, on this Feast of the Sacred Heart, I think we find that Jesus doesn't play these games. He doesn't just wear his heart on his sleeve. He puts his heart out on display for everyone to see it. Take a moment to contemplate the crucifix. And, you know, if you've got one in front of you, just, you know, look at it. Like if you're sitting at your laptop, pull pull one up from, you know, Google Images, whatever. Just take a moment and consider that God Almighty hangs upon the cross. The one who makes himself completely vulnerable. I mean, that was the torture of the cross. It wasn't even just, you know, sort of the physical pains of, of, of having your yeah, hands and feet nailed to the wood. But there's a kind of, you know, psychological and moral pain that comes from being absolutely, completely exposed. Jesus was stripped and nailed to the cross, he couldn't scratch his nose. He couldn't scratch an itch. Jesus couldn't defend himself against anything that you know someone wanted to throw at him. It would just hit where it landed. God Almighty hanging naked and vulnerable on the cross. Now, the beginning of the passion narrative that we get in John's Gospel just frames everything perfectly and and helps to describe what it is that Jesus is doing. Listen to this. It was before the festival of the Passover, and Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to pass from this world to the Father. He had always loved those who were his in the world, but now he showed how perfect his love was. Everything that happens from that moment on is Jesus showing the perfection of his love. Mocked, condemned, humiliated, tortured, stripped and nailed to a cross. Think of the dances that we do in order to avoid vulnerability, 
in order to avoid the possibility of rejection. And here is Jesus. He just goes headlong in. He wants us to see his heart. He wants us to see how much he burns with love. And hang the risk of rejection. He will give the clear sign of his love for us even before we love him back. And this is this is what the Apostle John reflects on in the second reading which we have today. God's love for us was revealed when God sent into the world his only Son, so that we could have life through him. And this is the love I mean, not our love for God, but God's love for us when he sent his Son to be the sacrifice that takes our sins away. Now here's the thing, you know, I can I can, you know, come up with all sorts of fancy pants words and arguments to speak about Jesus' love for us. But you know what? Like, as helpful as it is to know about Jesus' love, it's not the same thing as knowing his love. So, you know, on this Feast of the Sacred Heart, maybe to spend a bit of time with your crucifix, you know, with that, with that image on your laptop or on your iPhone, And look at the Lord nailed to the cross and see that he has opened his arms wide to expose his chest, an act of such tremendous vulnerability. But he wants us to see his heart. Take some time in prayer. Spend some time with the Lord and let him speak to our hearts You know, the great Catholic philosopher and mathematician Blaise Pascal um, famously wrote in his Pensee, his his thoughts, that the heart has its reasons, which reason knows nothing of. And, And of course he's right. To know the love of Christ is not something that we can apprehend intellectually. It's something that we discover in an encounter with the Lord. It's personal. I need to meet him. Now, I think this feast day is deeply personal. You know, we can go through Holy Week and Easter Sunday and the great feast of Pentecost, and we can look at all of the marvels that the Lord has accomplished and done for us. But today, the Feast of the Sacred Heart, Jesus points to the very center of his being and shows that he loves us. And that's deeply personal. So, especially today on this great feast day, to turn to the Lord in a personal way and allow his heart to speak to yours. You know, St. Francis of Assisi goes down as, you know, one of the greatest saints devoted to the passion of our Lord Jesus. And, of course, he himself received the stigmata, the the, the wounds of Christ. Um, But the story goes about... St. Francis is that he was so captured by the love of Christ expressed upon the cross that he walked through town lamenting at the top of his voice that love is not loved. Jesus puts his heart out there only to find rejection. I pray that for all of us on this, this great feast of the Sacred Heart that we may all have an encounter with this great love 
and the likes and Francis of Assisi we may love in return. And now let's together profess our faith by praying the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the, the Father, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. 
Thanks for praying with us. And may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.